you can't fix. If you can't fix what's broken, you'll, uh, you'll go instead. It's Jay and Adam. It's Previewed. It's Previewed's Fix It with Adam and Jay. Hey, Peaches! Welcome to Fix It, where friends don't let friends fix pop culture alone. I'm Adam. And I'm Jay. And you're... Our listener. Hey there, listeners. Oh, there, listeners. All you listeners out there in Vlistland, Vlisteria, the, the magical world of Vlisteria, the magical land of Vlisteria, where there are satyrs and minotaurs prancing and dancing, listeners gathering around their state-sponsored radios to listen to us every day as we cast our magical podcasting spells. Yes, Turkish delight, anyone? Yeah, I'm the villain of Listeria. Yes, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I'm catching that. Yeah, 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 yeah. she's a Turkish delight. I was like, <laughs> yeah. oh, you yeah, are yeah. a menacing bad guy. That's the key to that's the key to building a podcast audience: ruling with an iron fist, a cold, icy fist, much like the Ice Queen. Yum yum, eat them up. No, uh, shred it up, then put a little nice little uh, <laughs> little flavor topping little on it, and then you got some uh, Italian ice. What's uh, or do you have like a snow cone flavor you like lean on? You've never had a snow cone, have you? I've never had a snow You've cone. You've never had a snow cone. No. Okay, cool, man. What's a what? what? Jay, I prefer eating ice cream with my tongue. <laughs> yes, I, I don't lick ice. <laughs> man, I love snow cones. A lot of people do. Snow I, cones. I don't like the to- first three bites of snow cone are like peak frozen treat. But you bite into that's ice, man. Yeah, man. I can't. There's, my teethers can't handle there that. There is no cowardice in this dessert dojo. Jay, <laughs> I, I don't even like ice in my water. Wait, really? Yes. Oh, I like it. Like a f- no. chili glass mm-mm. of water. Lukewarm room temp. All the, <laughs> Maybe a couple degrees below, but mm-mm. The if you had to guess what kind of snow cone flavor you would like, what would you think you would guess? <sighs> Salt? I don't know. <laughs> What's wrong with you? <laughs> well, fair enough. Okay. Well, it, that really took the wind out of my sails. <laughs> never had a snow cone. I've never known true joy. Uh, I well, I I think I have known tr- my own true joy. <laughs> this doesn't come in a snow cone form. <laughs> Welcome to Fix It. Uh, I'm Jay. That's Adam. Uh, you may know <laughs> You <laughs> may know us. Uh, as as the uh, magical paragon of all YouTube reaction channels oh. previewed, you may know us from there. You may know us uh, from our bounty hunting days. You may know us. Uh, there's a lot of different legends of uh, Jay and Adam. Um, we always but, get our man. Yes, indeed. But when we're not YouTubing. Uh, we host this show, Fix It. This but is it's also on YouTube. Yes. Uh, yeah. I guess. Yeah. We're technically YouTubing. Darn it. We're always YouTubing. YouTube. YouTube. Down the bed. Yeah. <laughs> what level of the giant national uh, non-national government <laughs> do I need to live This is our show, Fix It, where every week Adam and I take a piece of pop culture that maybe missed the mark, maybe didn't quite get there, maybe lacked that little bit of Disney magic, and we fix it. Uh, but today, uh, we're actually going to be doing something a, a little bit... Uh, a little mix them up, a mixing little mixing the formula up a little bit. We're changing the formula just a tad bit. We're not necessarily taking a, a bad movie that needs to be fixed, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, since we're getting uh, all of the announcements of more and more Disney live action remakes, uh, 
Adam and I have both uh, taken a property from the Disney uh, animated canon, mm-hmm. and uh, we have uh, kind of designed our own live action remake of, of yes, this movie. we have. If they're going to do all of them, Miles, I have I have a very good pitch for a Disney live action movie. And everyone's like, "Ah, oh, man, you know, it's like it's 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 simply a cash grab that they do these." Uh, to which I have to say, it's that that's only you, you are right. That's only twenty percent of it. Uh, the other 80% is uh, this is uh, Disney's very clever way of re-upping all of their copyright on all of these IPs. <laughs> because as if anyone who's watching last week tonight knows that uh, Steamboat uh, Willie is going to be uh, in the public domain next year. So we will be seeing a Steamboat Willie movie that no one wants soon, probably. Possibly. We'll see. Oh, boy. Disney's changed it multiple times in the past, so the yeah. whole copyright law. Oh, yeah. How long they own something. Oh, boy. I mean, Superman and Batman are going to be in the public domain in the next 10 years or so? No way. Yeah. That ain't going to happen. There's no way. Yeah, they were created in the late 20s, early 30s. Captain America was in the 40s. Like, in our lifetimes, we are going to see these battles play out some more. That's Iconic combo characters entering public domain. Possibly, possibly entering public domain. Yeah, I that yeah, I know, right? That's so fascinating. Mm-hmm. That's so interesting. I think it, it's gonna it's gonna come into like uh, I think the concept of mascot. I think is is the concept that's going to be expanded upon. Possibly. Like, oh, it's a mascot for a corporation. It can't be, enter the public domain. It's like, what does that even mean? Okay, well, what is the, that? Is the only thing that I think that's that's the in, but. Man, can you we live in interesting times. Interesting times indeed. I almost don't want them to enter the public domain because that just gets so messy. Yes, it does. So, but but at the same time, but at the same time, like the amount of like the amount of news stories that we've seen of like the lobbying of copyright law and things yeah. like that that like are kind of like they get really hairy, mm-hmm. and it's like ah, I I don't want the big mega corporations to win, but at the same time, also like. Yeah. We are man, yeah. But sometimes the the fans uh, do better by the characters than the giant mega corporations. So yeah, but we're only going to see more and more uh, like people dressed up in Times Square asking for pictures to be taken. <laughs> if that's asking the case, for pictures. Yeah, it's uh, aggressive. It's, it's very aggressive. I don't know why anyone enjoys Times Square. Like when anyone comes to New York and like visits New York sure. and they go to Times Square and they're like, "Oh, it was fun." I was like, "It was." Where did you go? That that Times Square is like one of the like one of the environments of like like one of the like tourist traps that happens to you. You yes. don't happen to it. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you wanted to walk through Times Square at say like Forty Sixth Street, mm-hmm. that's uh, the heart of the beast. Is it the more north Forty Eighth? Just somewhere, somewhere north or south of it. Just kind of like walk through it and it's like, yep, I've seen all these things in movies. Cool. Moving on. Don't need to go actually to the, you know, to the cross. Just, just, just pass by. Don't just see all the things once and you're good. Bye. Yeah. Then you can do all the other amazing things. You can do all the other amazing things here in the city. There's a multitude of them. There's a ton of stuff. Mm -hmm. We have more museums than you can shake a stick at. We have a bunch of zoos. We got lots of stuff to go see. The best dining in the country. Why are we... Are we sponsored by the state of the city of New York right now? Apparently. New York City. The Big Apple. Uh, Yes, this this episode brought to you by New York City. 
Georgia. I mean, New York. New York City. <laughs> yeah, come on, come on by. Come on by. Come on down. It's uh, it's folksy and fun. Yep, folksy and fun. Um, That's how I would describe it. Are you a fan of these Disney remakes? No. No. It that okay? That was very vehement. I've never watched any of them. Oh, okay. So, okay. Yep. Yeah, why? I've I've seen these movies in its perfected form. Yes. The live action, while interesting, like there are a lot of properties that you want to see from like go for, you know go from like or, you know to get like um get like an ad, get a cartoon or yeah. like be a cartoon it's like oh then they're going to make a live action version of it awesome that's really cool like you like to see properties sometimes you know like when the ghostbusters cartoon came out in the 80s awesome when like you know we see we're seeing rebels characters from from animated star wars like being live action oh cool they're making the crossover that's a big deal yeah but like when it comes to actual like disney movies Seeing like the live action version of these when Disney films, se- when we've seen the regular like, versions over and over and over again, yeah, it's not for whatever reason. These Disney films, the the Renaissance back in the day, the new Renaissance in the nineties, seeing these films be in live action to me is it doesn't have that special quality that uh, having seen these other properties transfer from one medium to the other has. Yes. Because I think just because the Disney, the animated films are just, are just so good. Yeah. And they're so like ingrained in our childhoods that it's like, but you nailed it. I think there are certain, for me, I think what frustrates me about a lot of the remakes is that, is the, it's the grand scope of it in that everything feels like it's getting a remake. Yes. When I feel like. There are certain ones where I was like, I understand why this got a remake. Oh, I see what you're... Yep, I see what you're saying. Like, Beauty and the Beast was like, oh, it is actually interesting to... Like, it's fun watching the CG... Sure. uh, Like, you know, Lumiere and Cogsworth, like, interact with, like, a regular person. And, like, seeing the Beast in, like, as a practical effect, Mm -hmm. as opposed to a special effect, Mm -hmm. is actually really fun. It's really interesting. Sure. There are like, but there are certain movies where I'm like, Cinderella was like, note for note, beat for beat, pretty much Cinderella. Yeah. And I was like, I don't see the purpose of this. Mm-hmm. I think the only, the only reason that they should have ever made the fact that they made Aladdin anyways, I, dude, if you're telling me they were going to do a live action remake of Aladdin mm-hmm. and Robin was still alive and he was going to be the genie. In the movie, sure. Yes, you go see that a thousand. Like, yeah, you yes. go see that. Mm-hmm. I want to see that. Yes, of course. I'm like getting sad thinking about that. That we'll never get to see that. And they gave us they gave us the Fresh Prince instead, who did his best. Yeah, he did his best. But yeah, I've only seen Aladdin, Cinderella, and Beauty and the Beast. The others I have not. the The Pinocchio looks like a fever dream. Oh, right. Uh, yeah, that, that is one of them. I forgot about that. Yeah. And Little I, Mermaid looks interesting only in that how they uh, do the, the animal characters. Because Lion King yes. made them too real. Yes. And this one seems like they found that middle ground between the animated version and what like an actual talking crab would be. Yes. They can't do an actual talking crab. They got to... I don't like crabs. No, they freak me out. They're just little water bugs. No, thanks. I'll eat them. But I don't want to look at them. 
I don't, I don't want him to sing me at least two songs. <laughs> okay. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Like, he does a lion's share nice of the voice, singing though. in that. he got a nice voice, though. He's got a great voice, but he does a lion's share of the singing in that. Like, yeah, the Little Mermaid remake to me has all of the right pieces in place sure. for a movie that I am aggressively not going to see. Okay. You know? I mean, I'm not going to see it either. But I mean, I'm I'm interested. I just interested to know how they do certain things, though. But like, are we the target? We're, we're nowhere near the target demographic for something. You like would that. think that we would be, because we grew up on these movies. Yes, but we're not. Maybe it's the kids. Who are these movies for? The kids, I guess. Our generation's kids, maybe. But I feel like they, but they're wouldn't leaving. We already, wouldn't we have already shown them the animated versions? I think it's more of a scathing indictment of what they're actually just trying to do with these. In that, like, I just cannot tell who these are marketed to because I feel like they're cashing in on nostalgia. But our generation is like, I don't want to go see that. I don't know, man. It's very weird. It's very weird. Yeah. Well, normally this is the time where uh, Adam and I, one of the two, uh, ask the other two uh, how we're doing. And we have a a prescient checkup of just how content creation is going on Mm -hmm. our side and how our lives are going. Uh, But uh, as we all know, uh, I'm having a baby soon. Uh, so we're getting some we're getting some episodes in the can. We're working ahead a little bit. We're so working Jay ahead a little doesn't bit. Doesn't have to podcast when the baby's here. Um, and so we have uh, <laughs> Brian, our producer Brian, has worked up a <laughs> a uh, scenes from a hat. Uh, just just like personal uh, chit chat questions. Oh yeah, because we're recording this in uh, mid April, and you're not <laughs> listening to this until late May. Yeah. So like anything we say about now. Doesn't doesn't make a whole lot of it's sense. It's not prescient. So, roll for combo. Okay, I'm rolling a set. Oh, we got a seven. Lucky number seven. Okay. Um, question number seven. Oh, uh, if you uh, you get first class tickets to go anywhere, what is your ideal uh, location? Uh, for a trip slash vacation. And this... <laughs> I I know my answer. Maybe you should start first. Well, Tokyo. I, think... I want to go oh, to really? Tokyo so bad. First of all, if you get to fly first class, if the question is implied first class, I want to take a long flight on first class. Oh, you wouldn't enjoy that you first know, class. You see those YouTube videos of like people like, I'm flying first class across the world, and here's my amazing suite. You know? There's a suite? Yeah, there's yeah, there's all sorts of oh, cool wow. stuff on planes. I never seen um, those videos. Um, yeah, I want to like fly like in like the cool first class where like you get your own little thing and like at some point you can take a shower. Oh, okay. like yeah, and, like your like your seat turns into a full bed. Wow. Yeah, you can go into full goblin mode, just like <laughs> just like squirrel up in there. Sure, I'm gonna crawl into the vents at the end of this flight. You'll never catch me, <laughs> Jay. On a plane. I, I live here now. <laughs> Yeah, I want. I will, like. I've never sat first class, and it's it's a dream of mine. Really? Oh yeah, man. I want to drink. The, I want to get a complimentary glass of champagne. Okay. And just chillax. <laughs> okay. While I soar through the skies. Sure. Not not interested you at all. I don't fly that much. You sure? And I don't really. When was the last time you were on a plane? I mean, it was before the, the forever time. The so, the so, pandemic. Yeah. So at least a couple, at least three years. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I want to, I want to like, just, I want to be in there for a while, and I want to be taken, and I want to eat a delicious meal, and I want to have all Do the... Do be taken care of? Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, you don't want to be get pampered like that. Have you ever flown first class? No. Yeah. I never really been pampered, awesome. Jay. So I don't know what it's like. You never been, you never gotten a massage? I have or anything. So you've been pampered? Oh, okay, but not like that. That's that's different. I feel like that that is different. Oh, okay. Yeah, I want to go to Tokyo so bad. I want to go to Tokyo what so about bad. Tokyo that you want to see? Yo, I want to see all the weird vending machines. Okay. I want to like play pachinko. Mm-hmm. I like want to eat all the delicious food. Uh-huh. I want to like you know I want to eat noodles from like a little like. You know, on the like, in the, you know, a street, like, yeah, street, street, car. like not street car, but like, like a little street stall where they have like the little booth. Sure, yeah. Like the little, like uh, the little bar seats mm-hmm. in the front. Yeah. I want to eat like ramen there, you know, and like I just want to like live it up. I just, I just think it's such a fun and cool place. Oh, okay. and I want to see Mount Fuji. I want to go to Japan like so bad. Really? So bad. Wow. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I want to like go to uh, like. Oof! I want to play Pokemon Go there. Uh, oh, you yeah. think that, you think their Pokemon Go would be better than ours here? I mean, you would hope. I would imagine so. You, w- you would hope. If it's not, then they need. Then they have. They have stuff to answer for. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? True. So yeah, you know it's 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 one of your guys's like national IPs, and it's the most profitable IP on the planet. It is. So if you guys aren't the best Pokemon Go players in the world, figure it out. He was like, what about America? I'm like, we don't walk. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, Not anymore. No. Not anymore. But yeah, I want to go to I want to go to Tokyo so bad. So bad. And then like take the bullet trains oh, to really? all across Japan and see all the sights. Maybe spend a weekend at like a at a monastery. Re- okay. Yeah, man. Wow. Oh yeah. So you want to go there for like a while? I want to go there for a while. I think I'd really like Japan. Okay. And I think they'd love me. I think they'd love me. They I'm might. jolly. They might. But also, their culture is a lot different than ours, bud. You, yeah. may, not, you may not fit yeah, in as much as you think you do. I think I'd fit in great. Okay. What do you know? You know, not much. I just watch a lot of anime. And oh, okay. And stuff. <laughs> oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So you're saying, like, if I don't have, like, superpowers or if I don't have a, a, a gigantic sword, I won't be accepted? No, not at all. That's true. For for I don't watch food pornography. Nope, that's <laughs> not what I'm saying at all. Where would you? Where do you want to go? What do you want to see? I don't know. Vancouver. Uh, Seattle. I'm, I'm not sure. Vancouver. I don't know. And then you followed it up with Seattle. I heard it's nice and cool and rainy there. What's Okay, what what about Vancouver? Do you want to see? Technically, it's international. Okay, so basically American. Okay, oh. from here it's like an hour and a half flight. Is it really? It's not far. Oh, okay. From but Toronto, New York. Toronto's not far. Oh no, Toronto's, Toronto's only an hour away. Yeah, Vancouver's yeah. kind of far. But yeah, tr- Vancouver is on the west coast. So you want so so what do you want to do in Vancouver? What, what about it? A lot of shows. Did you just pull, did you just pull did you just pull an answer out of your butt? I did, Jay. You haven't thought about this at all, like where you'd like to go or do? Yeah, I don't want to go anywhere. The true answer is, oh, thanks, I can cash these in. Hey, man, do you want these first class tickets to go home or something? I don't like traveling. I know, but like, if you had to, I, I you want to go to like London or something? No. Or? I've no? been I've been to Paris. I have. Uh, Did you like Paris? 
Uh, see, I've never. It's all right. I've never left the we, country. We were there for thirty six hours. Not even. No, no, we were there for twenty four hours. Oh man. Yeah, I've never left the country, and it I like, mean, kind of bothers me. England seems okay, but I mean, like their food's horrible. Fish and chips, though, man. You get it in a newspaper. Come on now. I don't know. Italy, I guess that was nice. Oh yeah. But I mean, I've been there, so. Oh. Maybe Florence. Florence was a nice city. Yeah, Florence. It's like the Vancouver of Italy. <laughs> I heard it's pretty rainy there. <laughs> like Venice, that'd be fun. No, Venice is not as fun as you think it is. I went uh, to a. I went to a. Uh, I went to Venice. I've been there for. I don't trust you. Ju- I don't trust. I don't trust you. You shouldn't because it's me <laughs> talking about stuff like that, and I judge I everything by how much can Adam eat here. Oh, not much. Well, I hate this place. Well, that's everywhere though. I man. know, Jay. <laughs> I went to a mob run casino in Venice. Ooh, did you win any money? No. And I also, I think I lost other people money. How did you lose other people money? You, you, they could, people can bet on your hand at this place I went to. Um, we were playing blackjack and people can bet on your hand. Like you can play, be playing and other people can be behind you, like betting on you as well. Oh, okay. And if you don't play the way they want you to play and you lose money, people get upset. Yeah. We realized we were all in a lot of we were all college kids, and we realized, oh, we're not safe here. Yeah, we need, we need to go. Oh, oh, we're in over our heads here. Uh oh, how do we smoke bomb? They don't have a smoke bomb. We need to get out of here. We how'd, need you, to, how'd you get out of there? Awkwardly. <laughs> what does that mean? It means they kind of like okay, we're just gonna. Okay, Time to go. I think we're all we're all we're all leaving. We're all getting out of here. Goodbye, everyone. Good goodbye, Venice. It's like when I tried to go get you uh, a meatball sub yesterday for a stream. <laughs> He's like, we don't have meatballs. And then we, the, me and the guy you behind called. the counter, you called. Just stared at. We just stared at each other. Oh, really? For like a hot second. He was like, we don't have meatballs. I'm like, okay. I I called to make sure you had these, but I guess you don't. So goodbye. Uh, yeah. Like <laughs> I guess he was just. I, I guess I'm He was just now. like standing there with like the bread cut open, like uh. And I was <laughs> like, "Can you? It no. All right, deuces. Yeah, deuces. Uh, is there a meatball shortage? I'm not aware of. Because apparently, I don't know, man. I don't know what's going on with that place. Yeah, I'm I. done with that subway. I'm, I'm over it. Maybe we should go. So to Vancouver. It. All right. Sure. Mm. Woohoo! They film a lot of shows there. Vancouver's a very popular place. So you want to go like watch people filming a show? I don't know, man. Huh? I thought that was kind of like, you know, so she, the, I, I you'd like Tokyo? You can come with me to Tokyo. No, I wouldn't. Oh, you, come on! It'd be so fun. Yeah, I'd starve to death. No, you wouldn't. <laughs> There's there is uh-huh. there are there are vending machines for every uh-huh. every taste. Okay. Can get you noodles. Uh-huh. You like noodles? Have you had ramen? It's just noodles. I have not had ramen. Yeah, it's just noodle soup. Okay. Do you like noodle soup? I do like noodle soup. Yeah, then you like ramen. We'll Maybe. get you. To, we'll get you to try some ramen. Okay. You might like it. Sure. Yeah. Wow, this ground to a friggin' halt. <laughs> Good question, Brian. <laughs> Thanks, Brian. Thanks, Brian. Thanks, Brian. Um, anyways, uh, I mean, while we're on the subject of Brian, uh, before we like uh, hop into uh, talking about Dis- Disney live action remakes a little oh, bit, oh yeah, more, uh, why don't we uh, go to Brian for a little of that beautiful B 
hidden fun fact footage about Disney live-action remakes. Thank you, gentlemen. Producer Brian here. And today we're trying to mix it up with some live-action Disney movies. Before we get into that, let's talk a little bit about public domain. Mickey Mouse enters the public domain in 2024, Pluto in 2025, Donald Duck in 2029, and Superman in 2033. However, you'd have to use that original version of Superman. Plus, Warner Brothers still has a trademark on that, so they would tie anybody up in litigation that was trying to do that. So it's a wishy-washy situation there. Now back to live-action Disney movies. Disney has 20 of them, dating back to 1994. Some of the highlights are 101 Dalmatians, Alice in Wonderland, Maleficent, Cinderella, The Jungle Book, Beauty and the Beast, Dumbo, Aladdin, The Lion King, Mulan, Cruella. And worldwide, they've made over $9 billion. The highest grossing of those is The Lion King, which made over $1.6 billion worldwide, and it holds a top 10 spot in the highest grossing movies of all time list. As Jay and Adam mentioned, there's no stopping Disney, The Little Mermaid, a Snow White movie, Moana, and a ton more are coming down the pike. It's new ways to view your favorites and make money on old content. They're a family-friendly trip to the movie theater. And for all Disney-loving parents, another way to introduce them to the movies that they grew up loving. And if you care about the Rotten Tomatoes, the range is huge. The highest percentage is the 2016 Jungle Book with 94%. And the lowest is 29% for Pinocchio. In the middle, you've got Beauty and the Beast at 71, Aladdin at 57%, you have Mulan at 73%, Cruella at 75%, and The Lion King at 52%. Anyway, back to you, gentlemen. Thanks, Brian. There's a, I mean, there's a lot of movies out there's there. There's a right lot now, of so movies. There's, there's a lot of information out there to see how these movies are doing. Yeah, I am. I, I will say, I am excited about the concept of a Lilo and Stitch live-action remake. Oh, really? I think that one in particular, it falls into like the Beauty and the Beast thing. I'm like, oh, I want to see like the CG aliens and like, oh, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. fun. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've never seen Lilo and Stitch. Yeah, I I can't imagine why you would have. Because that like, was a later ninety mm-hmm. film, right? Yeah, I was. Yep. No, you were too old for it by mm-hmm. that point. It's like actually a pretty great flick, and it's not a musical either. Really? No, it's just yeah, just oh, right wow. across the plate. Huh. Yeah, I, I had no idea. Yeah, Mahana means family. Sure. Did I say Moana means family? No, I said Ohana means family. Moana is a completely different movie, but and also they're... getting live action. Okay. Is the Rock gonna be the guy? Because he, he did the announcement. Here's a question. But is he going to be... Have we finally reached rock burnout? No. I think we have. Okay. When this, I found this... out about all the stuff about Shazam and Black Adam and, like, like their bad blood... There's bad blood? Oh, the reason, like, Shazam, like, wasn't in, like... Black Adam, like in any like post credit sequences, because like The Rock was like, no. Oh really? Yeah, he was like, it needs to be Superman. Like he's like wants to be on the same level as like all these other Justice League. Like, so it's like specifically a choice on his part to like not to like kind of separate it from the Shazam stuff. And I'm like, oh wow, that's that's not. Yeah, man. Yeah, because and Zachary Levi has his own has his own milieu of problems, but. That in particular, huh? I don't know. Well, maybe that's that's another reason why he's not really. But yeah, I think The Rock really is definitely going to be in the live action remake. 
Okay. Of Moana. I mean, I still like him. Like he he can he's he's goofy. Yeah, I just feel like I'm kind of done seeing him and stuff for a little while. Y- you need a break. I think uh, yeah, and I we, we just need a break. Look, I know everyone's trying to make their money while they can make their money, and sure, that's sure, all sure. well and good. Mm-hmm. But like, I just feel like if you are nonstop making movies for like five years, I think maybe just take a year off. Have you ever thought about this? About the like the the, the trajectory of like a if you were like a movie star or like I, 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 and how important like big, picking your projects is? Yeah, and how important time off is, or just like not being in a movie is. Yeah, it's huge. It's huge. I yeah. used to think about this when I was a kid. Not that I ever really had dreams of like really being a movie star, but like if I was a movie star, I really you know I'll really try to work hard for a couple of years and then make sure I wasn't in a movie for like eighteen months to two years, just long enough for someone to be like, hey. Whatever happened to Adam? Oh wait! Oh, there's a trailer for a movie. Is it? Oh, you want it you, to be? You, you want at any time anyone sees you, mm-hmm. like in a trailer or something, and everyone goes, "Yeah." And the thing is, is that like there is everyone has a finite amount of yes. It's true. Like everyone has a finite amount, and you can overexpose yourself, mm-hmm. and you either live like you either overexpose yourself long enough to become the villain, oh. or. Or people start to write you off. Oh, okay. Kevin Hart has gotten to that point in my in my mind. Oh, he's been written off. I just kind of just anytime they're like, "Oh, it's new Kevin Hart comedy," I'm like, straight to DVD. No thanks. Wow. I'm like, I'm good. Okay. Because he's saying yes to everything. Oh. So, and I can't blame him. Make no, your money while you're making no. your money, and you're do- clearly doing a thousand times better than neither of the two of us. Well, that's the other thing kind of going on right now is that, um. I think production for a lot of movies has expanded. It's it's blown it's uh it's blown up because it just takes longer to do a bunch of stuff. Yeah. But the acting part doesn't take as long or the voiceover work doesn't take yeah. as long. So you can, you know, cuz you can overexpose yourself with 6 months of work like and it's, it's, not, your, kind it's of, not necessarily your fault. And from be- their perspective, they're like, "Go away, dude, I've been doing nothing." For, yeah, I did nothing last year. I recorded the words. I, yeah, because like Chris yeah. Pratt, Mario just came out last week. Guardians 3 comes out in two, three weeks. Yeah. And those are both filmed like, or recorded like way last year. Yeah. And it, it, it's, so it's like, it's not technically his fault. He didn't really pick the release schedule, but he's the main guy in two movies a month apart. Yeah. That's crazy. Yes. And that just, the backlog, I think, of the pandemic hurt because everything we log jammed productions and now things are you know are still like bah, we're, bah, we're bah, still bah. Yeah. we're still not in a normal rotation yet no. still in no we're way we're getting there we're closer now but like it's still like a little bit of that log jam so like it hurt it hurt marvel too yeah it hurt marvel a lot because feige when feige came out and was like we we made too many shows i was like you didn't you, you didn't. didn't it was yeah. you really didn't the timing just the time frame got really got really got, smaller <laughs> yep I was like, we, I don't make less. We, this is all, some people are burnt out. Yes. Sure. I, I, and, but I don't think it's your fault. Mm-mm. I don't think it is either. Just space it out. Just space it out. Just space it out. Oh man. But like these Disney remakes now, right? Yeah. The reason why we're specifically doing this is because Little Mermaid is coming out soon. Yeah. And they just announced they're doing Lilo Stitch. And then they just announced they're doing Moana. I was like, okay, now we're just, oh, Clearly, we were all joking before that all of them are going to get it. Oh, you guys took that. Oh, no, we really are just going to do all of them. Yes. Wow. Even Pinocchio? Okay. Even Pinocchio. 
So yeah, it's just like well now we it's just a matter of time before these things come out. And there do, are some I that? would like to see though. Okay, which one? And I and I know that's good. that's the general. It's not. I'll, I won't mention the one that I'm actually like bringing to the mm-hmm. to the table because my fix is uh, completely unhinged. Um, Apparently, it's inspired. but like I would love a Peter Pan remake, like a Disney Peter Pan remake. Okay. And expand their lore a little bit more. Well, I mean, there is that Disney, that Wendy and that Peter show, show yeah, coming. That, that, and it looks fun. Um, like, I think there's, there's like, a lot of opportunity for... The thing is, is that, like, if they could do a live-action remake of a movie that that wasn't a tentpole of my childhood, I'd be a thousand times more interested. Well, that's the problem. If you do these... If you make a live-action version or bring characters, the animated characters, into live-action... You want this to kind of be a movie on its own, right? Yes. And these, you're making live-action remakes of movies that are so seminal to people that you, it's almost like you're trapping yourself. It's like, well, we can't really change too much because like maybe we can expand on a couple things here and there and maybe flesh a couple things out to make it like an actual two-hour live-action movie. But like, you're kind of you're cornered of from the source yeah. material. With these, you know, these huge mega properties that your theme parks are all uh, built around. But if you, you know, take some lesser known things that, you know, theme parks and temples that aren't, and you can like do something build a, more a little different yeah. with it like, to earn the fact that we have done this now in a live action version of this story. It's yeah. not just remaking Find the some movie. stories that might be more like politically prescient, like yeah. stuff like where the message is uh, timeless or come back around being like, oh, yeah, that's a good that's yeah, that's yep. good for right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That we, we should be retelling this story right now. Yeah. Society needs this story right my now. My brain immediately, when we when we got this assignment, my brain immediately went to the Great Mouse Detective, and I really tried to make that work. Oh, really? Yeah, but you know what happens when you do a live-action remake of the Great Mouse Detective? I don't know. What, Jay? What happens? It's just Sherlock Holmes. Oh. <laughs> I was like, ah, we, we kind of already had... I was like, the whole point is that they're mice, and then if it's just CG mice... Then, like, what's even the point? Sure. Okay. And that's also, like, if they were going to do a live-action remake of The Great Mouse Detective a la The Lion King and do, like, you know, photorealistic Mm -hmm. rats and mice, I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm good. Nah. I don't want to watch that. Because, like, that the the bad guy in that is going to be a big, big, scary rat. And I just, with with a mustache, and I don't, and I'm good on that. I'm good. That and I ran this, and then I was like, "Oh, what about the rescuers down under? They're like little gerbils. That's cute. Nah, it's still the same bummer. Still, like, I still gotta watch a Komodo dragon like chase him down, and it's funny when it's a cartoon. I got, I got, and you get a photorealistic Komodo dragon chasing after two little gerbils, and it's like, oh, this sucks. I hate it. It's like watch. It's like whatever movie was that that penguin movie that's uh, Happy Feet. I'm not sure if it was Happy Feet, but they had a sequence where like the orcas were coming after them, and you realize like how, what bloodthirsty hunters like orca whales are, and you're like, oh, I didn't need that. I didn't like that mm. one bit. I don't need to see that. Anyways, what were you gonna say? Uh, what if you you remade Pixar films? Well, I mean, the process. I mean, the here's the pitch. Of- here's the pitch that just came in my head. Okay. What if you did a live action version? Of Ratatouille. With a f- an actual rat? Or you can CG it. I'd see, I, I would probably see that. 
But you could change it up and not have him be like a chef in a restaurant. You could have him be like in a chef in a cooking competition show. I just because those are so popular right now. It's just weird remaking movies that like have thoroughly already nailed it. I, I know. I'm it's just throwing so out. Weird. Is would that be any different? No. No. Still, still not. I just don't still wanna... not sitting right because we already saw it. Because let's be real. You know what's fun about the live action remakes is when we get the casting announcements. That's what's fun, and the inter- like casting things interestingly okay. is fun. But then from there, from as far as I'm concerned, it's all downhill from there. Really? Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Why? No, I'm just wondering. What the, uh, that's that's just that's neat. I'm like, oh, cool. This is oh, they're going with this person. Yeah, I could see that. Oh, interesting. Kind of fun. Cool. All well, right. I already know what the movie is, so yeah. like that, I just, I'll just envision them I'll doing just, it. I will just imagine them doing it and be like, ah, oh, that's about yeah, cool. Probably better than what they're gonna give us. Yeah. Yeah. Emma Watson. Yeah, she really nailed it in my head. Yeah. Good a thousand job. percent. Yeah. She was very good in that movie, actually. Nailed it. But yeah, we knew that she was gonna be good in that movie. Yeah. Like she's totally yeah. Bella's Bella's a Hermione type. Mm-hmm. We didn't realize that until I was like, oh yeah, that's actually perfect. <sighs> yeah, this is a these we- movies flummox me. They are yeah. These are flummoxing. These are flummoxing. Yeah, and I had to like my fix. I had to go in such a specific direction in order. Oh, I think okay. to straight up just justify why these need to exist. Sure. Because I don't think they, I don't think they are obvious in their in their own existence. Okay, does that make any sense? Absolutely. Um, like they, my, like they need to do something more than just be the thing. Mm-hmm. Yes, I agree with you. Because it needs to be a movie in its own right. Yes, it can't just be a shot for shot remake. We can't just remake Psycho. It needs to be a new, interesting just, version. If you're gonna do it, do something interesting shot, and different. They just reshot Psycho. Yeah, they just and they're like, can you believe it? I'm like, yeah, it's not hard. You just, it's the, the same movie. Board's already done. It's the like, same movie. You, you just, it's the same movie. Okay. It's the same. At least Disturbia and Rear Window had like a couple things different. Oh boy. Anyways, all right. I think we need to move into. Let's our move fixes. into our fixes. Um, I think or our pitches, really. Our pit. Yeah, these are really pitches this week. It's pitch it. Pit. We're a pitch it. <laughs> Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna pitch fix it first. Yeah, you go first. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Uh, we start on a uh, on a, a wide sweeping shot of the Scotland Moors, and it's Scotland, nine ninety five. We see a castle besieged by like mid invasion, just a bunch of guys just going in there and just terrorizing this castle. And now this is the story ha- of a girl. Uh, it's hard PG thirteen, okay. so we're going to like like a lot of those fixes recently. Is like I'm going to push PG thirteen as far as I can go. Okay, because uh, it's going to be like things are looking bad. Like these invaders are invading. This is not cartoon stuff. This is not silly fun Disney uh, stuff off camera. I was like, no, no, like, we're saying yeah, some people, stuff. People are getting like burning pitch dumped on them, and people yeah. are getting like cracked in the legs. Like things yes. are people are. It's bad. It's bad. It's not good for the the people who are in this castle and the surrounding town outside it. Um, and then suddenly, out of nowhere, mid battle, uh, a shadow flies across the wall, and then this one invader just just gets like. Just gets picked up out of nowhere and just flung. And then then the next 90 seconds is basically like a horror movie of these invaders just getting taken off, taken out, like 
just off screen, like getting yanked from the shadows, like just like thrown places. Like what is attacking these people? The castle people know because they look to the skies to their saviors and then we fade out. To the skies? Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's now present day. Same castle, just a thousand years later. It's, you know, it's overgrown and stuff. There's ivy everywhere. It's, it's been, people have left there a long time ago. Um, and we see an, an extremely attractive late 30s, early 40s dude just kind of walking around. And we see the, the castle's being de- deconstructed. They're taking the castle down. Oh. And a woman comes up to him and says, um, excuse me. Mr. Xanatos, uh, we'll be able to complete this disassembly, dis- uh, this disassembly of the castle by the end of next week. Okay. Keep going. And he goes, excellent. Uh, and David Xanatos is uh, being played by uh, Lucifer himself, Tom Ellis. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, That's good casting. It, it, thank you. Uh, so he walks around the castle uh, with this uh, young plucky assistant and just lore dumps, hey, this is the lore of this castle and the things that happened here. And you see them walking by and people are taking bricks down and stuff like that and put them in big boxes. We see just a bunch of boxes. Yeah, know, just a bunch, bunch of brick boxes. All, all the boxes that is are that all around the place. you ship bricks? I don't think so, but... You wouldn't ship bricks in a box? What would you... I, I'd probably just put them in like a flatbed or something, like a storage unit container. Just like cardboard boxes full no, of bricks. No, no, no. Like the like the, the shipping, the the, the, oh, like the like Ark being, of the Covenant, uh, like that type of. Dude, I just thought it was just no, like we're not, just, oh, we're not man, moving we, and like putting yeah, it in a cardboard a box with like cardboard boxes from kit, Home Depot, kitchen, and, kitchen bricks, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no. kitchen bricks, living <laughs> no. room bricks, like the, the, miscellaneous yeah. bricks. <laughs> <laughs> DVD bricks. Uh, no, it's no like. And the I imagine st- the movers being like, "What are they? What are they moving? Bricks?" And they're like, yeah. "Yes, <laughs> yes." You were there when we packed them. <laughs> uh, so he's walking. He's monologuing about, "Hey, all the the, the, the castle, the lore, all this kind of stuff." And um, they walk past a bunch of big boxes uh, just before we see a giant yudge starring stone gargoyle in a thinking position, get lowered into a box. I really thought you were doing Robin Hood. I was, and then I realized I changed my mind. Gargoyles! <laughs> <laughs> uh, so cut to 18 months later, Xanatos uh, is now, and his consigliere Owen, are now walking around the, uh, the completed reconstructed castle atop Xanatos's tower in New York City. I don't think we ever really fully, like, just, like, took in how baller of a move Oh, putting a castle on top of a skyscraper. It's insane. It's truly, it's truly insane. That's, but it's awesome. That's part of this, the the angle I'm going with this. Oh, okay. Um, so like Owen mentions that, oh, by the way, the sun will be setting in approximately 13 minutes and they continue to tour the castle. It's like Xanatos is like, oh, look at all the cool things I put into this castle. You know, like all the upgrades and the cool laser because it's, it's present day. It's, it's now, it's now, now this isn't the nineties. It's now, now. Okay. Um, So, um, you know, he's like, oh, look, I did all this cool stuff with the castle. This is amazing. I'm, I'm amazing. I'm fantastic. I'm, I'm David Zanatos. Ha ha. Look what I did. And meanwhile, down on the street, way at the bottom, uh, a bunch of people are protesting the fact that David Zanatos, the richest guy in the city, just put a castle on top of a skyscraper, which is insane. You I shouldn't be doing that. That sounds awesome. That's so dangerous eh, for cares. New York City. That's uh, the zo- the corruption that must have happened to get him to put a castle on top of his skyscraper. Is it any weirder than any of the huge skyscrapers we have right now? Yes. 
because his building probably wasn't zoned for a Scottish castle to be put on top of it. It's unsafe. Sometimes you put castle on top of his castle. So people are protesting. And you go kill James Bond. They have signs. And of course, this is New York City. So they're also, everyone's also eating pizza. Yes. Uh, and there are a bunch of cops outside. At you know, all times. At the, at the, you know, the protest to make sure nothing, uh, nothing bad happens. And also there at the protest, being concerned about all the things I just brought up, is Detective Elisa Maza. Yeah. Who is played by, I looked this up, uh, Isaac Gonzalez, who uh, was in, uh, she's been in a lot of things, but most notably she was in the Hobbs and Shaw movie. I don't know which character, but she looks exactly like Elisa Maza. Oh, all right. And I picture her like, just like early 30s. Because, I mean, she's a detective. She like needs to yeah. be in the force long enough to know what she's doing. Yes. So like, it's like, oh yeah, that's, because like, I was going through, like, who would be a good... Oh, she looks exactly like a live action Lisa Love would be. It. So, let's just play Lisa Maza. So, Elisa and the beat cops talking about, you know, they, they, more a little bit of city lore of like, oh, this is crazy. I can't believe we got the permits for this. This is unsafe. Oh, the people, you know, it's just New York, the New York City perspective of crazy David Xanatos putting a castle on top of his uh, skyscraper. Because we never really got that angle in the, in the cartoon. Mm. So, like, a little bit more of like, hey, what the hell? So, uh, they're down below, and all of a sudden they see an explosion at the top of the castle. Yeah. As mercenaries have now attacked uh, the castle atop of the tower, and we were flashed back up over to Xanatos and Owen as they are fighting all these mercenaries as the guys are clearly trying to get something from this castle. Yes. And as the battle rages, as then Owen and Xanatos, who both of them can fight, actually. They're actually doing a pretty good job, but there's like a lot of mercenaries. Um, the sun sets, and then... All of a sudden, right in the middle of this battle, the battle just stops. It's a massive, like, cracking sound just resounds throughout the castle. And then everyone stops and looks as this giant, freaking huge, sexy, purple gargoyle just breaks free from the stone. Everyone's like, what? what? But Xanatos is like, yes. Yeah. So he makes Good. a run to, as we all know, is Goliath. And like, hi, um, I broke the curse. We're under attack. I can explain everything later, yeah. but I really need your help. Your castle is under attack. And so Goliath's like, um, I, oh, well, I, that, oh, okay, there's too much. Okay, sure. So he just joins in, beats off the, um, beats off the mercenaries. But clearly, cool, uh, this is, this is a different really pushing PG-13. This is a hard PG-13. Really pushing it. <laughs> um, like, like, you get one F-bomb in PG-13 <laughs> and did. just one uh, one HJ, <laughs> you know? Uh, but during this battle, uh, Elisa and the cops show up yeah. because they were down below. Um, and they show up mid-battle, and she sees all of the stuff that is going on. Uh, during the fight, uh, Elisa gets knocked off the castle, and Goliath goes to save her from falling to her doom. Uh, and in that moment, the bad guys get away with a hard drive. Cool. So, battle over. Okay, what? And they have like a Superman moment, like from the, like the original movie in the 78 of like, I, I got you, man. You got me. Who's got you? Yeah. Like, it's, so it's very much like, oh, this is crazy. Life lands, puts her down. Xanatos is like, you have a lot to, to answer to. What is going, yeah. what was that? Who is he? What is going on? So you can see Xanatos kind of do the calculations in his head of like, this wasn't exactly the plan. Okay. You know what? I'll let her know. So, he he allows uh, Detective Maza to hear the the the, the lore dump for Goliath about 
getting to the castle, breaking the curse, doing all the things. And Glass like, well, I appreciate you getting me out of, you know, fixing the curse. But like, where are my, where's my, my family? Where are my clanmates? Yeah. And who told you about all this stuff? And that's when a voice from the shadows sounds like, oh, my love. I told him. And out steps Demona. Oh, cool. Oh, also, back up. Who's playing Goliath? Yes. I'm saying uh, we, we could uh, dinjar in this if we need to. Okay. I think David Keith needs to do the voice. Okay. His voice is so iconic, and it's so good. We could do another actor mocapping it because it's a big I, guy, but he's his dude. His I voice. understand that, but the whole point of of a live action remake is that we're trying to like at least reimagine these characters. A sure, little bit more. Sure, I mean, but the one thing. So you're like from an Optimus Prime perspective. Yes, it needs to be yeah. remain okay. Because the one thing in Regargoyles is David Keith's voice. Like it's just so sure. Wait, am I saying not, that right? Am I? Is it? I want to make sure I got I that. I just, I, I don't even know who, I, I just know that Goliath's voice rules. Yeah, do I have it backwards? Keith David? I think I might have it backwards. Keith David. That's what it is. Sorry about that. Keith David. Yay, dyslexia. And having two first names, it just really messes me up. Keith David. Um, so, but playing Demona, Margot Robbie. Okay. Because Demona's a very complicated character. Yes. And she's got a lot of really good points, but she's also cuckoo. And like, you can see like throughout the whole cartoon, like we're trying, we can say you, please stop. We, we care about you. You're, we're so if you in number don't like, I know it was hard for the past thousand years, but please stop. We, yeah. we can figure this out, but she just always chooses violence. And I think Margot Robbie ha- it is would be fun. It would be fun. Yeah. To see that. Anyways, lore dump of all the things of not too much, but just like, Hey, I'm the one that told him this is what's going on. We need your help. But where here's the thing. Here's the big difference from the cartoon. Where's everybody else? Oh, cause Goliath's the only one that broke free. I see. He was the only one on top of the castle. This is the big change. They're like, they're gone. You were gone. The, you were the only one left. No, we couldn't. You were the only one there. And so D- Goliath is like, Ooh, he is not, ooh, he does not take that well. So, uh, uh, Lisa hears all this, and she's like, I need to report back to the station. I need to go home. Yeah. Um, and so um, Domona says, oh, I'll take you home. And Eliza, at least, does not does not trust her at all. And so she's like, Goliath, mm-hmm. can, can you take me home? So Goliath, being the gentleman that he is, takes her home. And this is now we kind of get like a, this is all act two stuff of like, like, Hey, here's New York. Here's modern day, New York city. Here's what yeah. you missed in a thousand years. Pizza. Everyone's eating it. So much pizza. Get in there. There's pizza there. Pizza there. What is this pizza? Well, I want to get some pizza. Yeah. So like, it's pizza, just kind of pizza. <laughs> so he, she shows her, uh, he, no, she shows him basically the city. Um, and then they get to talking about like, all the things, and he loses track of time. So he gets, he has to stay at uh, Elise's place uh, during the day. So she sees him turn to stone. Cool. Um, so basically, all of Act Two is basically them being like, "We need to get back this hard drive that those mercenaries took because that had the information about a this castle, which is your home, and also you guys. And if that information gets out, we're gonna all be we're, boned. Tr- we're both boned because I'm aware of." Demona made me aware of how big this world actually is. 
and yeah. all the different forces, and I brought you back to help protect humanity. So uh, we need your help. We need to get that disc back. So Demona, Goliath, and Elisa are basically through all of Act Two trying to track down where this hard drive is okay. and get it back from different people. And Demona is the the demon or the devil on Goliath's shoulder being like, humanity's horrible. Here's all the bad things that happened yeah. in the past thousand years. Like, they are we, they are not to be trusted. Yeah. And Elisa's like, she, I mean, yeah, that's happened. But, like, also all of these good things. Yeah. Like, look at all the things that we've done. It's just angel and demon on his shoulder. Um, so eventually... Eliza, like, realizes, like, something is not adding up. Because she's a New York City detective. Something is not passing the sniff test here. Okay. Something's wrong. So yeah. during one of the days, she goes off and follows a, a hunch. She goes to one of Xanatos's, like, warehouses or whatever, follows, follows a lead that she knows, found somewhere else, and she just finds a lot of other boxes and stuff labeled from, from a shell company, finds something. She's like, I knew it. Calls her friend. It's like, I need your help. Can you help me deliver this to Xanatos' tower? And they go, okay. And then she goes back and meets Goliath and Demona. They go get the hard drive in a cool battle where Demona is... We see her ramp up her violence throughout the movie because gotcha. she does not care about human life no. at all. And no we are way. really going to see it now. Because in the cartoon, she's like, oh, she's just mean. No, no, no. She's No, you got to make it more actionable yes. for a full film. She's really like, oh, she's brutalizing these you gotta guys. You got to Raphael it. It can't just be like, I'm cutesy and angsty. It's like, mm-hmm. no, like you're going to make some choices that are actually going to be a big problem. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So... um, they get the hard drive, and uh, right before they head back off, um, right before they head back off to the tower to re- deliver it, Elisa uh, uh, says something to Goliath. Like, can I just talk to you real quick? As Demona like heads off, so they, they figure out a convenient way of like getting her to go back sure. to, with with the the MacGuffin, and she goes, or Elisa to Goliath goes like, you can't trust them. I figured out what was going on. This whole thing actually is corporate espionage. Oh. There was no actual hard drive. What you stole from Biosyn, which is the com- was a giant competitor of Xenatos' company. Sure. Like, nothing was reported stolen. Like, this was all, they're using you. This is all under the table. This is all under the table, and that's when everyone turns to stone. So, the next night, they uh, go to confront Xanatos. Right, okay. right, right at sun- sunset, they go to, um, to confront Xanatos. And uh, as the reveal of... Well, I mean, yes, I brought you. I didn't lie to you, Goliath. I wanted. I brought you back with Demona's help to help protect humanity from what is coming, because something sure. is very much coming for all of us, and we're, and, in we're and we're in trouble. We need you to help. I just wanted you to protect humanity my way. But if you are not going to play ball, well, we do have these really cool, badass Goliath robots that I have been working on. Because remember, he had the armor. And yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, like, yeah. It, okay, I guess we're doing this. So. They're in a fight, and they, with all these, and Goliath fights a bunch of these Mecha Goliaths, plus Xanatos in his own armor, and Demona. Like, it's not good. Goliath's doing his best, but he's he's only been out for like five days. Yeah. It's been a very rough week for Goliath. Yeah. And now, he's been asleep for a long time. So, here's where I'm changing the lore slightly, and I'm doing this for dramatic effect. Yes. We, you know, the battle goes against Goliath almost immediately. He's trying, gives a couple good hits, and but like he's clearly outmatched because there's too many of them. Um, right as like it seems like Goliath and because uh, Elisa's there too, like just it seems like oh no, they are very much in trouble. 
you hear the elevator ding. Oh, boy. And that's when Elisa's friends who were delivering something for Xanatos show up with five giant wooden boxes. And as they wheel them out into the castle, once again, that resounding crack sound happens. And out of the five boxes are the remaining gargoyles. That's really cool. So I'm changing, like, I just say, like, they just needed to be in the castle above the clouds after a sunset (laughs) for the curse to break, just for dramatic effect. Because now in Act 3, now everyone, what's going on? Goliath! Oh my god! And they're like, what's happening? Everybody fights. The good guys win. Xenototh is just like, well, this was fun. Like, I'm sorry that we didn't see eye to eye for this. We're going to. Yeah. Because something clearly is coming, but this was a lot of and fun. I also own your house. And yes, I also own your house. So, because Xanatos is that, like, chaotic, yes. neutral, like, he actually does have a lot of really good intentions, but he wants his, his cut and of it, it. Yeah, and it actually, like, really makes their relationship, like, really interesting. Because it's like, yeah, he's not totally on our side, but, like... He's not totally against us But either. he's also not fighting against us, so... What are you going to do? Yeah. So Xanatos, you know, well, no, the next the next match is going to be even better. I can't wait until we fight, you know, fight again or whatever. You know, just you know, he's Xanatos. Yes, Xanatos being Xanatos. Yeah, he's so charming that it's hard to be mad at him. Yeah, Tom Ellis is. Yeah, he's extremely perfect. charming. So totally like, you perfect. can kind of be like, ah, you rascal. So Elisa takes it like, we need you can't stay here. This he's like, yeah, you probably shouldn't stay here. So they, she's like, you, you know what? The clock tower above my police station is actually probably a good place for you guys to set up. So we kind of flash forward two weeks in the future sure they're now set up above the clock they're in the clock tower yeah. above the station love it as like okay like they at least it gives them all names for the landmarks in the city or the, you yeah. know, the, the stuff in the city and like we don't know what's going on something clearly is up demona had a long history that we didn't learn about in this and xanatos is saying that something is coming i don't know what it is i'm new to this you guys you get this is your guys's world what could possibly be coming for us and like glass is like I don't know either, but what I huh. do know is that uh, this is our home now, and we will do what we always have done, and we'll protect. Hell yeah. So, basically, it's the first five episodes of Gargoyles in a live-action movie. Excellent. And it kind of in my head. I was like, I could make this a... No, wait. This, is, this was already a series. This needs to be to attempt to, to make a, a show needs to be or a, a movie. I mean, yeah. this would make a pretty good show, because if you can, like, you can, you could trim it... If you could trim this, the lore down a little bit... But like, I'm I think not, I'm, I think I'm not showing up for a show. But I'll go see a movie. Simplify it down even more, make it a little bit more fun, make it a movie. That's awesome. Live man. action gargoyles, coming at you, sexy Goliath. That's it. No, we're done. I, I only wrote. I don't. Oh, we, I just, we have no, no. That's there it. was just a good amount of like pair, pair like uh, spacing between your first and like that that oh. top paragraph and the bottom one. I was like, interesting. No, we're yeah, done. that was great, dude. Yeah, no, we're done. That's yeah, it. Yeah, I would go see a live action gargoyles. Yeah, because like because they could do it because yeah. they could, they can do that now. Yes, if they, we can do Avatar, if we can do a bunch of blue people on screen, we can do Goliath. Yes, one because uh, I also mean like singular it's just it's goliath's story he's the main character yeah we only need him around for the first part and like then we can bring everybody back later yeah because the, the ensemble aspect is to fill out a, a <laughs> 25 <laughs> yes. episode buy yes for us you know for a trilogy a, a first release just the first movie to see if it works one character two gargoyles yeah. that's all we need good that's ones, all you bad need. ones all we need introduce everyone to the world uh, allude to something much bigger but just make yep. it singular 
just some corporate espionage. Easy peasy. Love it, man. Gargoyles. Gargoyles. All right, I think it's time for my fix. Okay, Jades. That was really good. Thanks, man. That was really good. I like that a lot. It's about to get blown out of the water by Jay's it's crazy not, idea. It's not, okay. It's not going to get blown out of the water. This isn't a competition. But, uh, but I'm about I, to win. <laughs> I went, we got done streaming Resident Evil last night, and I started working, like, f- solidifying my fix, and mm-hmm. then I went into a fugue state. Uh-oh. And uh, w- did this. Okay. Okay. So, for my pitch, rather, mm-hmm. not fix, you know what I'm saying. A pitch, a pitch, my pitch, pitch, I would like to do a Disney live-action remake of the animated feature, The Sword and the Stone. Yep. Now. Okay. Uh, for what I'm working on, in, my, in the fiction of this pitch, mm-hmm. this movie would have come out in 2011. Okay. The Sword and the Stone live-action remake would have come out in 2011. We have um, Michael Sheen is playing Merlin. Oh, wow. Okay. Because I think even with like a beard and stuff, like he can kind of, that's the thing about Merlin is that like, he's old, but like, he's also kind of spry. Like, I feel like he exists. That's why he played such a good vampire in the twilight movies. Cause it's like, he kind of looks ageless. Like, I think he'd be a good Merlin. Yeah, you're right. Um, and then therefore, if Michael Sheen is going to be playing Merlin, then you have David Tennant playing Archimedes, the owl. Okay. Yes, because they, they, because they have, you, they they, have they, that the relationship. back and forth. Yes, they do. Like, I love yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. Like, and I just think I think David Tennant as an owl is just hilarious. I think that's really really fun. Um, and so uh, the, his enemy, Madame Mim. Uh, this is also the year that Bridesmaids is coming out. Oh, okay. And so I think she's on an upswing. I think this adds to her year of kicking all the butt. I think our Madame Mim is Kristen Wiig. Oh, okay. Because I think she hasn't done a ton of feature films yet. Like this would kind of it would be kind of an interesting choice in that time period Mm -hmm. for her to play that. Sure. And she's also, you know, she she could put on the fat suit for parts and then not. And then she's kind of, you know, she's again kind of timeless. Yeah. Um, uh, We would have uh, the uh, the night K would be played by Rupert Grint. Oh, would be kind of the right age to be like an, an up and coming knight, but mm-hmm. also like if you look at Kay, like he's like like the reddest of hair, sure, like and kind of a jerk, but like he's still kind of like him, but mm-hmm. he's still kind of a jerk. Yeah, um, I think, but also like it's insane to me that Rupert Grint hasn't had more of. I think he's actually a very talented actor. It's insane to me he hasn't been in more stuff. Like whereas like you have. Uh, like Emma and and Daniel like doing all sorts all of sort, other yeah, stuff. Yeah, they're, they're working all the time. Like yeah. I feel like Rupert Grint like kind of gets the, got the short end of the stick, and that's the most Ronald Weasley thing to happen. But, <laughs> um, but our Arthur, yes, okay. Do you remember? Do you remember back in the day when they were doing the Dennis the Menace movie? I mean, I do remember. I don't. I never you remember saw the, it, but, but you I remember, remember that the live Dennis, action movie. Yeah. But okay, when they were looking, when, when they were making that movie, mm-hmm. they made a lot of hay out of trying to find Dennis the Menace. Okay. Trying to find Dennis. Sure. And like they did casting all across the country. Mm-hmm. They, I think they made like little mini documentaries about it. Sure. Like it was like part of their marketing push was that they were searching. They wanted to find. They didn't want to cast some already like actor. They wanted to find. Dennis, right? Like they, like they did for Harry. For Arthur, it's a very, it's it's imperative that we we search the country and we find the right Arthur. Okay. 
Um, and he's kind of like the everyman, like kiddo, mm-hmm. like heart of an angel, like but like soul of a leader. Okay, Arthur. Sure. So we we search the country for Arthur. That's kind of our big marketing push for this movie. Is that like introducing? Oh, okay. Such and such as Arthur. All right. Um, and honestly, like we're keeping this movie like pretty much the same for the most part. Like it, this, this could very well be a shot for shot remake and it's just Michael. It's just having fun. Like a lot of this movie is just fun. Like if you really look at the synopsis, not a lot happens in this movie. Yeah, no. Um, but I mean, they do change form a lot. They probably yes. a bunch. Oh yeah, dude. They can you imagine like the live action aspect of like them being tra- transformed into squirrels and like the, the, and the, the pretty squirrel, like, coming after him and creating a whole generation of furries at the same time. Um, but we get to the end of the Sword in the Stone movie. Sure. Uh, the live action remakes. Mm-hmm. And we get to uh, the mid credit sequence. Oh. Um, and we have uh, Merlin, who's kind of like overseeing, like teaching a young Arthur, like what, what being, being king is going to be like. And then we see a flash of light and a portal open, and we see Nick Cage's Balthazar from The Sorcerer's Apprentice uh, exit through the hole with Jay Baruchel, David, uh, because The Sorcerer's Apprentice came out in 2010. So this would be the year after that movie came out. And I, for one... That was a Disney film? Yes. Wait, what? Sorcerer's Apprentice was a Disney movie. It was an it was an extrapolation of the Mickey story when he, like, takes the Sorcerer's... It was? Yes. Um, yeah, Sorcerer's Apprentice is a Disney film. That one, right? Wow. Yeah. You know, because I did, I did not like that film. I was, loved that movie. It was pretty okay. I really liked The Sorcerer's Apprentice. I thought it was so fun. Huh, I gotta go back and rewatch that. So Nick Cage and Jay Baruchel exit the portal, and uh, they're like, "I don't think this is the right. I, I don't. I don't think we nailed it." And Merlin's like, "Excuse me, like, oh." And Archimedes is talking. And he's like, "Talking out. Okay, I think we screwed up uh, in the you know total Nick Cage way." Uh, and Nick Cage is like, uh, "Is this?" Have you ever have you heard of something called a black cauldron? Cut to the rest of the credits. 2012. We are getting the live action remake of The Black Cauldron. Now, the main character, Taryn or sure. Taryn, okay. however they say it, the, this live action remake of of The Black Cauldron, Taryn, the main character is going to be played by the same child actor that they got to play Arthur in the live action remake of the sword and the stone. What? That's why it's very important that they pick the right kid. Um, black cauldron plays out the way it normally does. I don't know the black cauldron very well. Can you give me the plot um, plot drop? uh, What's in the plot? It's the plot drop. Uh, basically, uh, the the Horned King is attempting to uh, he he is trying to find uh, the Black Cauldron in order to cast the spell that will basically like unleash like all of his like terrible warriors upon the world and take over the world. Oh, okay. He needs uh, he uses uh, Taryn has uh, is the apprentice of a, a um, of a sorcerer <laughs> who has. Uh, a pig that has that like a basically a pig that can see the future. Okay. And so like they're trying to like chase after him to get the pig 
in order to find out where the Black Cauldron is. Um, he's eventually defeated and in, in a, a blaze of glory. Uh, but there's a lot of different characters. I, uh, there's there's a lot of opportunities for casting. But we're moving on. Oh, we're we doing a lot. We don't have time we're for doing, this. The main the main thing about the Black Cauldron is that the kid that played Arthur is now playing Taron in. Okay. Uh, maybe he has a different haircut. Sure, but, but it's, it's the same this, actor. Yeah, yes. Um, post credit sequence of the live action Black Cauldron remake. Um, it is. Uh, we get to the end of the story, and we see we cut back to. It is Merlin reading a uh, finishing like the final chapter of the Black Cauldron in a very large book um, uh, with Nick Cage standing behind him. And he turns to the last page to see like an illustration of Taron. And then he realizes that like it looks exactly like Arthur and they look at Arthur and they look at the page and they look at Arthur and then they look at each other and then blackout. Um. Okay. Yeah. Clearly, that's not the end of the story, though. What's... No. <laughs> 2013. Good Lord. These productions are really backed the up on Sorcerer's each other. Sorcerer's Apprentice 2, because I think this movie deserved a lot more than it got. Okay. I really, it didn't make a lot of money, though. Uh, I looked down. I did a lot. Of, I did... did be, be, be in fact, I was up very late last night. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> One shake is going. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. Uh, the Sorcerer's Apprentice 2. Uh, Nick Cage and uh, Balthazar and David, let's just use your actual character sure. names, um, are basically uh, what we learn from all of these post-credit sequences is that uh, uh, Balthazar has a dream that he needs to find their Arthur. Okay. Like the kid from their dimension. Cause they, they've been trying, he's been traveling through like magical dimensions sure. trying, trying to like stop the black cauldron. But he realizes that like this kid is probably the, like the key to stopping whatever, like whatever's happening. Um, now him going back through the dimension, uh, through like whatever magical happens, uh, Mim, uh, Madam Mims from, uh, the sorcerer stone mm-hmm. or the, the sword and the stone rather follows him back. Oh no. Um, and she also like figures out like the Arthur situation, um, and, uh, the power of Arthur and to, that he has the ability to activate all of the stories. He is the linchpin throughout all of Arthur is the linchpin throughout all of magical storydom. And so, and if a story exists in the magical realm, then it's technically a dimension. Whoa. Okay. So storytelling is kind of like the multiverse of magic. Oh, neat. Um, that's what kind of gets established in this movie. Um, trying to save Arthur um, from Madame Mims, Nick Cage's Balthazar eventually dies. Oh, no. Um, which was always to come to pass. Um, and then David, J. J. Baruchel's character, mm-hmm. uh, becomes the prime Merlinian, which he was always meant to be. The prime Merlinian? Yes. That's the, that was it's a fun, it's fun thing to say. That that is, that, yeah, yeah, that's why I wanted to say it. Um uh, Does he get a time stone or anything? Oh uh, no, he has a ring. Cool. If you remember, I don't remember. Um, but he Nick Cage dies relatively early on in the movie. Oh damn! But then he okay. realizes there. But he goes through Nick Cage's journals and following the logic mm-hmm. that like he basically can still communicate with Nick Cage's character through his journal. Oh, there's nice. like a pocket dimension where like his like hologram still exists and like okay, sure his it, like his journal becomes like a magical AI. Neat. Basically, um, 
And so Nick Cage is like in order to become the prime millennium, like there are certain people that like you, there are certain paragons of the, of the magical world that you're going to need to talk to. And so Jay, uh, David through try, like trying to save Arthur from Madame Mims. Right. In his, he universe. has to go visit the three paragons of, of the magical world that he is instructed by, um, Balthazar, mm-hmm. Nick Cage's character. Um, he has to, he, um, he, he has to, uh, uh, get better. He has to get very good at his chalk drawings, and uh, he goes and uh, he learns uh, the lesson of uh, he learns the, the lesson of magical imagination mm-hmm. from Mary Poppins. Uh, imagination, um, imagination. Remember this joke? Do you don't remember? Do you remember this joke? No. Oh, it's South Park. <laughs> oh, when they go to Imagination Land or whatever, and oh, he just yeah. says imagination. <laughs> For like for literally like almost four minutes, he just uh, yeah sorry, sorry yeah sorry uh, keep going um, no, and he, Mary he has, so he has to learn like the 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 the, the tentpole of a mag- like imagine a magical imagination from mm. Mary Poppins. He then has to go and learns the magic of the mundane from Angela Lansbury's character from Bed Knobs and Broomsticks. Wow. Okay. Yeah. This is. Yep. And then thirdly, in order to learn. In order to learn the tentpole of uh, the magical sciences, okay, he has to go. He has to go meet the the wizard of science, Wayne Zielinski, from Honey I Shrunk the Kids, and this is where because <laughs> like the, there's he's like you think we just shrink kids and there wasn't a little bit of magic involved there? Come on. Uh, so he learns those three aspects of magic. Are uh, this all in his universe, or is he going through like a he little bit like of a go- multiverse? He is going. There's like a little bit of a multiverse. Okay. Action. Okay. Great. Um, like I would imagine, he shows up in Wayne Zelinsky's realm, like trunk. Cool. Um, because that's just you're awesome. also Kingdom Hearts. This Kingdom Heartsing. This uh, no, 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 no. I'm expanding the magical sure, sure, realm. Sure, 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 sure. Yeah, yeah. I think like I'm multi- like the magic of Disney mm-hmm. has always been a thing. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, and okay. so by b- utilizing all the, he becomes a prime Merlinian, defeats Madame Mims, saves his universe. In his universe. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, now <laughs> the post credit sequence of this movie, a truffle hunter from our universe. Oh, okay. Led by, led by a very large pig, uh, stumble upon digging for truffles. Right. Finds our universe's the black cauldron. <gasps> 2014. Uh, a little movie came out in 2014 called Maleficent. Oh, that's right. Yeah, a live the, action remake. Oh, which was well, that's property. a good that's a good live action because because it, it, it yes, changes very good. Yes. But the one thing that the Maleficent movies don't necessarily completely show us is the, like her descent into darkness True. fully. Mm-hmm. Because like the second movie was a prequel, while very interesting. Oh, was it? Oh, okay. Like it, it doesn't sh- fully show her transition into dark sorceress. Mm-hmm. So uh, Maleficent plays out the way it normally does, but we get a post-credit sequence in the live-action remake of Maleficent. Mm-hmm. Um, Maleficent uh, walks into her library in like the castle after everything is said and done. She sets up Aurora to like succeed and yada yada yada. Um, she walks into her library and she finds a book on the table, flipping pages and a, a light emitting from the book. Um, and it, she's begins to have a conversation with an unheard force uh, with the book. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it ends with, oh, it's a pleasure to meet you, the Horned King. This might be a very interesting arrangement. 
Um, now, this is where things get a little weird. Can I jump in real quick? Yes. At what time last night did you get to that point of writing this Probably down? about like 3 o'clock in the morning. I had a sneaking suspicion it was sometime past 2. Keep going. Can I be honest with you? Yes. The Maleficent stuff hit like hit late, hit late way later. Because so I was like, oh, in this time frame, yeah, Maleficent comes out 2001. Oh, yeah. Um, and then and then and then this hit, this hit this morning. Oh. This got added in this morning. Okay, in 2016. Sure, two years later. From the uh, in the post credit sequence of the live action of technically a cart of technically like you know live action translation or something. The po- uh, uh, we're adding a post credit sequence to Doctor Strange. <laughs> Post credit sequence of Doctor Strange. Uh-huh. Um uh <laughs> we see uh Maleficent in a dungeon uh with cells full of Arthurs. Arthurs, yeah. Uh from many different dimensions uh talking to the ghost like a shadowy figure of the Horned King. Sure. And she says as soon as we have the Black Cauldron, you shall be reborn. And we will ru- and we will rule all of the magical realms. Uh, cut to 2017. This is the end. Oh, okay. Because this feels like this feels like this could keep going. Yes, I, I think there's a lot. I, honestly, I I've been so like thinking You're about like, a magical Avengers, the magical yeah. world of the yes, 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 yes. Because I also just I justice for the Sorcerer's Apprentice. I just thought it was an amazing movie. I really had a lot of fun. Uh, 2017, uh, The Sorcerer's Apprentice, Phantasmic. It's, it's uh, The Sorcerer's Apprentice 3, Phantasmic, which, if you don't know, is one of the laser light shows at, at uh, Disney Hollywood Studios. Oh, it's one of the older shows. Oh, girl. All right. Yeah, it's a, it's like a big laser light show. So it's tying in. It's like yeah, tying in Disney celebrating yeah. Disney, which was what they do best. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, basically, it's it's David J. Baruchel's, uh, uh character, and Arthur, along with uh, Doctor Strange, Merlin, and uh, <laughs> Doctor Strange, uh, Merlin, and then uh, the Bard character from uh, why man why can't I remember his name? The Bard character from the Black Cauldron remake, uh, which I would uh, I would be cast by Will Ferrell, okay, uh, just because he's kind of silly and stupid, but he's along for the ride. Um, all of them uh, with. All of the assistance of Mary Poppins, Angela Lansbury. Uh, Everyone have, comes back. Have to defeat, basically, like, the Horned King returns to our realm. Oh, no. Um, and, like, our Arthur is, like, the last piece they need. Sure, yeah. In order to, like, actually access the multi-realm. Uh, like, the Horned King is returned, but he is, like, can't access the f- without our Arthur. It comes to light that, like, uh, the, the, the theme of this movie, mm-hmm. like, there's a lot of magical battles, and then we defeat the Horned King, and we eventually... Um, uh, kind of like the last, like one uh, be, in a beam struggle between like Arthur with the Scalibur and like the Horned King, like he's just like you're just a boy, like this is or like you're just like a normal kid, like you're ne- you'll never defeat me, and then like that's eventually, and then eventually <laughs> like what comes to pass is that Mickey shows up in his whole magical outfit from the Sorcerer's Apprentice from Fantasia, uh huh, and eventually what comes to pass. Like the the moral of the story is is that like yeah anyone can save the anyone, universe yeah anyone can be Spider Man any anyone can be special you just have to you just have to believe 
Like, you just have to believe in magic and it's real. And then we defeat the Horn King and, like, everything, you know, when we finally get, like, Maleficent as Sorceress, she disappears. Post-credit sequence of Sorcerer's Apprentice Fantasmic. It's Thanos. Another, He's an, in the gauntlet. Another Arthur wakes up in a different dimension. Okay. Um, Doctor Strange uh, appears through a portal and very sassily uh, says, uh, Arthur, there's a new threat uh, in the multiverse. Like, you're going to have to uh, bring, grab a scalper. Like, we can. this will be a quick one. Um, and as Arthur um, gets dressed very hurriedly and uh, grabs a scalper, uh, we see him grab the sword, and as he pulls it up, a keyblade appears in his hands. <laughs> I mentioned Kingdom Hearts purposely because I, ju- I just because I just knew because I just knew. I knew Jay and I hang out a lot. He played all three on stream. I it just felt like we were going in a Kingdom Hearts direction and I was right. Nice try, bud. Yeah, man. Nice try. I was prepared for the Keyblade. Get out of here. You goober. Yeah. So that is my that is my expansion of the magical (laughs) Disney World. Yes. I originally, when I talked to Brian a couple of days ago, I was like, I'm going to tie... I was like, I'm doing Sorcerer's Apprentice. I'm going to tie it with the Black Cauldron and Sword and Stone. And Brian was like, great. And then I was like, oh, there's so many more movies I could tie in. And then my sweet boy with the big, big shoes. Go get them. Yep. Because you know who's in Kingdom Hearts? Merlin. Yeah. Yeah. You know what ties all these weird dimensions together from the Disney realm? And Final Fantasy, Kingdom Mars. So where was Cloud? What's Should, up? Shouldn't Squall have been there? They yeah, all use magic. Yeah. Kingdom Mars. Get him, Titus. Get him. Not Titus, yuck. No? Seven or eight. That's all it's in Kingdom Hearts. Oh. Well, I mean, you're missing out on some, some really good characters. But yeah. Lightning could have showed up. That's That's my... I just think there's... I just think Disney has so much has access to so much cool stuff. They just yes, they definitely do. Jay. Yes, they do. They have a lot of. They have I can't a lot of tell things. if you're proud or upset. I can't tell either. <laughs> they worked really hard. <laughs> oh, about that. Oh, I thought you were talking about the Disney thing. Oh, that that's insanity in its best form. Yes, that's, but that's but you understand now, like why, like picking a kid out of like complete obscurity. That's the whole point. Yep. Like, that's the every per like Disney's for everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the magic of Disney, man. I know. It's cool. <laughs> All right. Good job. That's thank you. That is I'm very good. You are very good. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> but as but as you started with Gargos, I was like, I, part of me was like, can we tie this in somewhere? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, hey, you'll probably fit. Nah. I mean, there's plenty of magic. I mean, there is, yeah, the Merlin, the the the, the Phoenix, yeah, but also the Phoenix Gate, and all but, sorts of stuff with gargoyles. But also, why haven't they done anything else with gargoyles? Regardless of live action, regardless of anything, why have we not gotten anything else? There was a comic book that came out. I don't. Ca- but no, like, no, no. But like in the modern era. 
that actually like that people like actually know about. They haven't done anything with it. They should just show Jimbo it and just put. They should put the gargoyles should just be in the Ninja Turtles universe. Straight up, that'd be neat. Just like Nickelodeon, go buy gargoyles and put them in Ninja Turtles, and let's move on. Disney, go buy the turtles. You say that. Oh, you think it'd be the other, better the other way around? I don't know. This new Ninja Turtles movie looks that looks pretty good. So good. Yeah, those are pretty good. Well, I think we did it, bud. We we definitely did a lot today, Jay. Wowzers, Bowsers, man, that was wow. Yeah, you were kind of mad when I asked to go second because I was like, I think he wants to go second. I just had a sneaky suspicion that it was like, oh, uh, he's because uh, I oh he thinks I'm still doing Robin Hood. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna. Oh no! Absolutely no! Absolutely. My favorite thing was like uh, I knew immediately what you're doing. Oh, did you from jump? I was like, I was doing gar. Yep, that's the right. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's smooth. It goes down real good. You know, you should have been second. Yeah, that's yeah. Because I did not know you had the royal flush of magical Avengers. There's so much live action magic stuff that could all tie in together. Because it's magic. They just did a good job with some of these (laughs) movies. Guys, if you haven't watched Sorcerer's Apprentice, go watch it. It's a blast. It's fun. It should there should have been more. Just didn't make enough didn't make enough money. It only made like fifty million. That's it. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's it's got. But after marketing, we don't know what the marketing budget is. So like, it may have made nothing. Yeah. Shoot. Hollywood man, movies. What are you gonna do? It's crazy. Well. We we did it, Jay. We did it. Disney, mm-hmm. two really good ideas. Go one's got to go back. You got to go back in time. But otherwise, we can make it work. Let's make it. We'll, we'll fit it in. We'll make it work. Let's make it work now. Or let's just do another Sorcerer's Apprentice and start from scratch. Sure. Or let's just do Kingdom Hearts. Yes, because that would make sense in a movie. Yeah, man. I'm sure you can make sense of it in yeah, a man. movie form. I love to play Xehanort. It's one of the bad guys, right? <laughs> it's like the bad guy. <laughs> the the heartless. Yeah, it's it's man, it's it's I I've played all those games and I celebrate all of them and I couldn't tell you I couldn't tell you what's going on in that universe and I don't care. You know why? Because the power of friendship. Sure. Yep. Yeah, man. Yeah, and Donald is the most powerful wizard in all of Final Fantasy. So well, frustrating. Hey, if you're watching this on YouTube, if you wouldn't mind liking, subscribing, and hitting that bell and doing that YouTube that you do so well. And if you're listening to this wherever you catch podcast, podcatches, yes, you yeah. know, all those places. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you wouldn't mind leaving us a quick review, uh, I've been, I read, I do read them. I check them out. And for all the people that have been uh, doing reviews lately and saying hi to me, it means I really like it a lot. It's very nice. Not only does Jay read them, and but they he say also... hi to Kimberly too. Oh, does he? That's <laughs> yeah, nice. Yeah. Um, Wait, not only do I read them, do I? You also make a shared universe with all of them, and like uh, somehow percent. they all work from the all same. Connect. Yep, they all they connect. They yep. all connect. Arthur is the key. Um, yeah, he's the, he's the the, the the pure spirit winning the day. Um, yeah, maybe leave us five stars or don't. I don't know. Whatever you're gonna do, coward. Uh, <laughs> 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 uh, but as we end every episode, heartbreak feels good. In a place like this. Yeah, it's the slow, slow tip move toward, well, it's the slow dissension straight towards Kingdom Hearts that you saw coming from a mile away. <laughs> he goes to, yeah, she, he learns from the the Mary Poppins land. That's That was when you said Mary Poppins, like... That is you like, got to tie it all together, man. You got to sell. Disney's good at celebrating Disney, man. Sure, but when he when he had to go to Mary Poppins to learn the thing, I was like, "Wait a second, 
This is Kingdom Hearts. No, <laughs> this is going towards Kingdom Hearts. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. That's the thing. It's like energy mouth? drinks. Like I like the way they taste. Hmm. Yeah. There's a small sliver like if of the they market. Could, yeah. if, if they could make an energy drink that like didn't have as much cat, like if they could make one with like half caffeine, like that would be awesome. But just the flavor. Yeah. So I could drink twice as much. Mm, mm-hmm. I'm being totally honest. I know.